0: Chart Chat is a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU Radio. Find out more at Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. everybody, it's Tanner Green here. I don't know what day this will be releasing on. Uh, I'm doing a bunch of travel, as Caitlin mentioned, on the most recent main episode of Chart Chat, and so I will try to get this to you as soon as I'm able, but I want to make sure I record this before I leave the state to visit family for Christmas. So, as promised, this is going to be the second in a four-part series outlining my albums of the year. And as I mentioned in that first episode, I'm breaking this down into quarters, so that means that the second episode is tackling the second quarter, April, May, and June, what I think are the best albums that hit the Billboard 200 during those three months, regardless of genre. And I hope you're ready for a bit of a marathon here. The first episode in this series only featured four albums, whereas without giving too much away, we'll say that this contains many more. So sit back, relax, and we're going to jump in.
1: Sometimes stars fade Sometimes stars fade They come falling from the heavens Take some down but you won't catch them Watch their bright light disappear into the Sometimes stars fade
0: was All That Lives Forever by Stephanie Gretzinger from her sophomore album Blackout. Gretzinger is one of the head musicians under the Bethel music umbrella, Bethel being a megachurch based in Redding, California. After contributing vocals and songwriting to a variety of Bethel releases earlier in the decade, Gretzinger released her first solo album, The Undoing, in 2014. That album peaked at number 2 on the Top Christian Albums chart and all the way up at number 20 on the Billboard 200. Gretzinger has also charted a handful of songs in the lower reaches of the Hot Christian Songs chart, and while none of them have broken that chart's top 20, one of them is the phenomenal title track from her new album, Blackout, which sadly time prevents me from playing, but I emphatically recommend listeners go listen to. There's some uncommon time signatures tucked in there. It's it's pretty wild. But this album, Blackout, released back in March, and it tied the undoing's placement on the Christian Albums chart and notched a respectable number 36 on the Billboard 200. But it's hard to think about sales figures while listening to Blackout. Its quiet grace and beauty make such matters seem inconsequential. While there are more upbeat, pop-oriented tracks, the best of them being the aforementioned title track, Blackout is most consistently breathtaking in its gentle moments. Tracks like All That Lives Forever. The production is so soothing and so peaceful, it could work as, honestly, an ambient or New Age release. And Gretzinger's singing is just beautiful throughout. She has a bit of a wistful tone during the verses when reflecting on impermanence. And then when the chorus's lyrics turn to love, she enters her upper register, gains a breathy sort of warm quality. She perfectly matches the lyrics. And the result is, like Blackout as a whole, a meditative listen in a year where we sorely need meditative listens.
2: Get these calls Out on the road Heard your song On my radio We always said You'd make it big And I tell all my friends I knew you back when So don't forget All us little folks And when you crash and burn Remember we told you so And then the lights come up Said I'd never be exactly where I am. I hear the crowd, I look around.
0: That was Girl Goin' Nowhere, the title track from country artist Ashley McBride's major label debut album. Prior to this album, McBride had independently released a handful of independent albums and had been working in Nashville for over a decade. Why it took a major label this long to sign such a talented musician is beyond me, though ongoing conversations about the lack of promotion given mainstream country women do spring to mind. Regardless, McBride first made waves on the country charts with the lead single from Girl Goin' Nowhere, a little dive bar in Dahlonega. The song released back in October of last year, and eventually hit number 30 on the country songs chart way down the line in April. And the quality of Dahlonega was no fluke. Girl Going Nowhere is an excellent album, full of laser-sharp songwriting. McBride has an uncommonly good eye for lyrical detail, bringing nuance to a variety of themes. Livin' next to Leroy's, an empathetic portrait of meth addiction in small rural towns. Andy, I Can't Live Without You, blends humor into her loving frustration with a romantic partner, and Southern Babylon summons ghostly, open-ended imagery that leaves the listener uncertain. McBride's most wrenching turn, however, comes when she directs her pen inward on the title track. Girl Goin' Nowhere is McBride's autobiographical accounts of her hometown naysayers, ultimately noting that, where they said I'd never be is exactly where I am. There's a profound inner strength at the core of her words and singing, which makes her performance of the song for her Grand Ole Opry debut all the more emotional. While I'm throwing out recommendations, I highly recommend listeners look up that Grand Ole Opry performance. It is a beautiful, incredibly moving instance of an unjustly overlooked artist finally receiving the success and acclaim that she so deeply deserves.
1: Uh-huh.
0: That was the delightfully named Permanent High School, a track from The Voids' sophomore album Virtue. While this is the experimental rock band's second album, it is their first with this particular artist billing. Their previous release, Tyranny, released in 2014, was credited to Julian Casablanca's and The Voids. That's right, this started as a side band for The Strokes' lead singer. Not like I thought for way too long when first listening to the album and uncanny sound alike. Guitarists Jeremy Gritter and Amir Yagmai bass and synth player Jake Berkovici, drummer Alex Karapetis, and keyboardist Jeff Kite. Casablanca's work with these musicians even predates Tyranny. The five instrumentalists served as the touring band in support of Casablanca's debut solo album, Phrases for the Young, back in 2009, and their continued work in the years since eventually led to the 2014 release of Tyranny on Casablanca's own Cult Records label. Tyranny hit number 10 on the top rock albums chart and number 39 on the Billboard 200. A strong enough showing for RCA to pick up distribution on the band's follow-up. Unfortunately, while the removal of Casablanca's name should facilitate discussions of the Voids' music on their own terms, and not as some disposable side project, it likely dented the band's commercial success. Virtue only managed to chart at number 23 on the Top Rock Albums chart, and an even shakier 151 on the Billboard 200. However, while Virtue might be a commercial disappointment, the album is an artistic triumph. Sonically speaking, the album is all over the place, combining conflicting timbres, slightly out-of-tune instruments, and synthesizers that range from chintzy to aggressive. It's all a bit queasy, all a bit disorienting, and could very easily have spiraled off into a solipsistic mess. But Casablanca's melodies are incredibly catchy, and his bandmates know just how to let them shine. The chorus of Permanent High School, for example, has a background synth melody that complements the main melody, and then suddenly it drops out. And then in comes this muted, choppy guitar strumming that almost sounds a bit like a cheap upright piano. It's quite striking, and this is on the second chorus, so by this point, the chorus is, that chorus melody is firmly drilled into my skull. And the extra space in the second half of this chorus lets Casablanca's voice push the drill bit even further inward. It's just one small inventive detail on an album overflowing with them. A dazzling balance of sonic experimentation and melodic prowess. Step
2: in this. bitch, pick up a check into the bitch. Us the coop and them inches, I pick up a bag at the fendy, I pick up a bag in a minute. Who you know, trip like this? Who you know, build like this? I'm a bitch like a doo, pull up the puppet to crew. Puppet that too. They say you're basic, a flirt of the rolly with thomas, a flood of the paddock and bracelet. I got your pussy naked.
0: Cardi A. Cardi from the album Invasion of Privacy, you know who it is. Belcalis Marlinis Almanzar, a.k.a. Cardi B. It feels like eons ago since Bodak Yellow exploded into mainstream consciousness the summer of 2017, and the following speculation that Cardi would be a flash in the pan already feels even more distant. Since the success of that song, Cardi has already proven her ability to notch follow-up hits, becoming the first female rapper with multiple three to date number one hits her already iconic collaboration with bad bunny and j balvin i like it was omnipresent on radio playlists this past summer and she even managed to elevate a song as otherwise forgettable as maroon 5's girls like you to the top of the charts Cardi b has been nominated for five grammys this year i like it has a nomination for record of the year while invasion of privacy is up for best rap album and the main album of the year category Others have already remarked on this album's diversity of styles – a particularly refreshing trade in a year where many hip-hop artists focused more on honing one or two specific ideas than on straddling multiple boundaries. Given that, I want to take the opposite approach with Invasion of Privacy and focus in on the specific verse we heard in the bardier Cardi clip. We live in a time full of triplet rap flows, much to some people's chagrin, but I have yet to hear one as hard and just downright brutal as this one cardi attacks consonants with a pickaxe she has a dynamic control that maximizes the difference in volume between accented and unaccented syllables it's as if she's spitting directly into your ear and it's especially striking because it comes right after the deadpan voice of 21 savage and it comes on top of a beat that is very skeletal very eerie there's not a lot going on and filling up that space cardi is aggressive yet nimble And as with most other tracks on Invasion of Privacy, she has fun with the entire thing. live while you can a track from pennywise's album never gonna die this is the 12th studio album for the punk stalwarts a band whose life stretches all the way back to los angeles circa 1988 like most punk bands they've never broken through to some colossal level of chart success but they're hardly a marginal group in the genre's history every album of theirs since 1995's release about time has sold well enough to appear on the billboard 200 most of them even breaking the top 100 of set chart Never Gonna Die comes four years after Yesterday's, a collection of previously unrecorded material written by their late bassist Jason Thirsk, and this is their first album of new material with original singer Jim Lindbergh since Reason to Believe in 2008. There are a few surprises on Never Gonna Die, which is another way of saying that the album is lean, concise, and adamantly positive, qualities all on glorious display on the track we heard. Live While You Can is all about making the most of our limited time alive, and while more dour bands might use a line about a time bomb ticking in my head for existential despair, Pennywise instead opt for joy and perhaps a mosh pit. And the music follows suit. Drummer Byron McMacken packs an impressive number of beats into the song's two and a half minute runtime, giving the track a freewheeling quality that suits an album with a title as gleeful and unrestrained as Never Gonna Die.
3: Why do I'm a face, world. me and my bros in a panic state If that's the case, yo, I can't just stay around us Everything was fine, we just had dinner We got all the He-Mans, Battle Cat, Adam, and Cringer Even Castle Grace go and Snake Mountain now we sitting listening listen to y'all argue about how y'all plan this date, And y'all just admitted to us Santa fake. So Kid Fishes just ran away poutin' Now I gotta go and console him He wasn't nothing but a spoiled little boy then Little naive with an innocent cry All he ever wanted to do was fit in with us And y'all bought him a pair of fake Timberlands And put him in a real Timberland box I'll never forget them boots They was called Rugged Outbacks Mama went and found him at Payless And made us promise not to say nothing. And Pop came in like he ain't know nothing about it Like, Judy, you gon' send that boy out in public like that? He'll be just fine. These kids ain't about to be looking down at his feet for no treat. And she really meant that. Meanwhile, this little Eric called himself stunting on me and Greg with him talking about where y'all Tim's at. But he was too young to detect sarcasm, so we was like, where your Tim's at? It's Thanksgiving in the Montgomery home. Greg just came in here drunk again. Now mama trying to cover for him. She afraid my daddy gonna punch him again.
0: That was Power from Royce to Five Nines album Book of Ryan. This is the Detroit rapper's delayed follow-up to his 2016 release Layers, two albums that were originally intended to come out within the same calendar year. But while Book of Ryan took another two years to release, the delay hardly dented Royce's commercial fortunes. Book of Ryan continues the musician's string of top 40 albums that started back in 2011, and this year Royce even made his very first Hot 100 appearance on Eminem's track Not Alike. Royce and Eminem have a long, storied history together dating back to the late 1990s, where the two collaborated under the moniker Bad Meets Evil, and the former appeared on the latter's breakthrough album The Slim Shady LP. And while Eminem has continued to enjoy monumental chart success with this year's Kamikaze, his artistic quality, as we discussed on a past episode, has hardly kept pace. This is made even more baldly apparent by Book of Ryan, which is an album so excellent I feel like a fool for even mentioning it alongside Kamikaze. At its core, Book of Ryan is an album about fatherhood, plumbing the depths of Royce's relationship with both his son and his own father. Power cuts to the heart of the issue, detailing a childhood Christmas where Royce's father was arrested for knocking out his older son, Greg. Later in the same track, rapping from the present, Royce attempts to reconcile his father's history of abuse with a gratitude for his father teaching him respect and discipline. And at the end of the song, Royce's son speaks, asking Royce how his father shaped his own approach to parenting. It's an intricate exploration of multi-generational fatherhood, all delivered with Royce's superb ear for narrative. He brings empathy and nuance to his portrayal of each person involved, drawing listeners in with the pathos and pacing of an expert storyteller.
1: All on my name Cause you knew that I knew that I knew that I'd call you up You've been going around, going around, going around Every party in LA Cause you knew that I knew that I knew that I'd be at one
0: That was Attention by Charlie Puth from what may be the year's most unexpectedly great album, Voice Notes. After all, Puth's path to greatness seemed unimaginable just a couple of years ago. Puth's musical chops, from piano lessons at age four to his Berkeley degree, were admittedly obscured, at least to my vision, by his unbearably saccharine beginnings. I still remember first hearing about Puth's debut single Marvin Gaye from Friends Online, hearing that it was just utterly abysmal they weren't wrong. But Marvin Gaye would go on to peak at number 21 on the Hot 100 and receive double platinum certification, a mere warm-up for what was to come. One month after the release of Marvin Gaye came See You Again, a tribute alongside Wiz Khalifa to the recently deceased Fast and the Furious actor Paul Walker. That song served as the lead soundtrack single for that film franchise's seventh installment, and thanks in part to Pooth's songwriting contributions and vocal hook, the song was a massive hit. See You Again spent a total of 12 weeks atop the Hot 100 and eventually enjoyed Diamond Certification for surpassing 10 million equivalent sales. Suffice it to say I didn't think much of this track either, and by that point I was happy to veer into uncharitable snarkiness at the mere mention of Puth's name. However, my snootiness began to waver after I heard his song with Selena Gomez, We Don't Talk Anymore, and after Attention Released in April of 2017, I was floored. Attention was funky, sleek, and tight, and that bass, that bass, it's the stuff my dreams are made of. And follow-up singles were equally promising. Listeners can chart the development of this podcast and listen to Caitlin and I both slowly realize that these songs were actually quite good. And so by the time voice notes actually came out, I was in the previously unimaginable position of wanting to hear a Charlie Puth album. And like Cardi B's invasion of privacy, the quality of Puth's singles was no fluke. Voice Notes is a classic pop album in the best sense of the phrase. The hooks are plentiful and expertly developed, while the production, particularly on the harmonies, is impossibly rich. Harking back to the very best of 1980s funk and R&B. If Puth had to briefly sell his soul to land his first hits, Voice Notes is the sound of him getting the last laugh. And I'm thrilled to laugh along.
1: Jesus in the day spa. Hotel and casino. Really you.
0: That was the title track from Arctic Monkeys' sixth album, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Arctic Monkeys are one of the more consistently popular British rock bands to emerge from last decade's post-punk revival all of their albums have peaked in the top 40 of the billboard 200 with only their debut landing outside the top 20 and in many ways their chart presence has never been greater than it is now their previous album am was their first to top the rock albums chart and marked a new high on the billboard 200 at number six that 2013 album even spawned the band's first hot 100 hit do i want to know which peaked at number 70 in march of 2014. commercially Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino continues in AM's footsteps, debuting at number 8 on the Billboard 200 and earning the band their third Top 20 single on the Hot Rock Songs chart. Musically, however, the albums are poles apart. Where AM delved into gritty blues rock, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino harks back to lounge music and 1970s glam. It's an extended stay at a hotel and casino on the moon, with each track written from the perspective of a different staff member or proprietor. The title track we heard comes from the hotel receptionist, and yet singer Alex Turner sounds more like a sleazy casino performer playing to a half-empty room. The air is thick with cigarette smoke, half of the overhead lights flicker intermittently, and like the album as a whole, there's an inescapable sleaze to the entire affair. And speaking of sleaze, as a brief side note, go sit through the shoddy James Bond film Diamonds Are Forever if you want a cinematic example of this atmosphere. As a jarring left turn from the breakthrough success of AM, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino is admirable on the basis of gumption alone. That the album so vividly conjures up the setting depicted by its cover art though, that's even more impressive.
1: But you could be so alone
0: son of robot the lead track from dance gavin dance's eighth album artificial selection dance gavin dance are a rock band i knew absolutely nothing about before this year and would still not have were it not for this podcast so they are another surprise in a year that is full of them dance gavin dance started in sacramento california back in 2005 and the following year the group released their debut ep whatever i say is royal ocean this EP and all other ensuing studio albums were released by Oregon-based Rise Records, the same label that houses other post-hardcore and metalcore groups like Bless the Fall and Of Mice and Men. Another side note, for listeners who enjoy this particular style of music, I recommend checking out those individual groups' of songs, uh, Wishful Sinking by Bless the Fall and War Zone by Of Mice and Men. Both very good, both released this year. True to their label's name, Dance Gavin Dance's commercial fortunes have been steadily rising over the past decade with 2015 album Instant Gratification finally breaking into the top 10 of the rock album's chart and the top 40 of the Billboard 200. 2016 follow-up Mothership did even better, marking a career-high number 13 on the Billboard 200, and this year's Artificial Selection did similarly well, debuting at number 15 on the same chart. Spiking sales figures have hardly simplified Dance Gavin Dance's music, though. Artificial Selection is a labyrinthine listen, full of complex guitar lines and jarring changes in volume and timbre. Son of Robot makes this abundantly clear in the first 30 seconds, suddenly jumping, as we heard, from a tranquil guitar melody to shredded screams. And much of Artificial Selection's success is indeed thanks to lead guitarist Will Swan, whose jagged guitar lines are endlessly inventive, recalling the twitchy energy of At the Drive-In and the Mars Volta. Then again, the clean and unclean vocals of Tillian Pearson and John Mess are just as potent, alternating wistful melodies with harrowing howls. And that brings us to the end of this particular chunk of my albums of the year list. Hopefully you found something, or multiple somethings even, that you liked from those nine albums or so. Uh, I could give you the usual episode end spiel about finding us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, reviewing us, rating us, all that good stuff. But I'll leave that to the main episodes. This is sort of a, a bonus little extra thing for you all, so... Yeah, feel free to get in touch with us if uh, any of this is grabbing your ears. And as always, we'll catch you next time.